Hey, it's Jason. Before we get into this podcast episode, quick question for you. And that is, would a private voiceover community help you? Basically, uh, think of it like a place, like an online community to meet, ask questions, encourage others, and get audition feedback so that you can grow as a voiceover actor and grow your business. Is that something that you would be interested in? I've had some students ask me about it, so I just wanted to kind of put a feeler out there and just see uh, if there's any interest in a voiceover community. If you want to see more details about it and give your input, you can do that at voiceacting101.com slash group. There's a form there. You just fill it out. That's got some questions on it, and that'll kind of give me some uh, feedback on whether or not you're interested in it. It's up in the air right now. I'm not sure which way it's going to go, but it is something that has been brought up a few times. So I just wanted to put it out there and see uh, if there was anyone else interested in it. Again, it's voiceacting101.com slash group. I'd love to get your input on it. All right, that's it. Now on to the podcast. Do you have to invest in a home studio, all the equipment, the gear, the microphone, everything in your home studio, or can you just plan on recording in your client's studio? That's what we're going to talk about today on the podcast. Hey, it's Jason. Welcome back to another episode of the Voice Acting 101 podcast. This is episode number nine, and it's where I answer your voiceover question in the least amount of time as possible. And today's question comes from Lorna. Lorna says, I'm not sure I want to invest in a home studio until I get a couple of jobs under my belt. Are there still in-studio VO opportunities out there, or do most advertisers, etc., expect that voiceover actors complete the job at home and on their own? So thanks for the question, Lorna. And also, there was a comment from a couple podcasts back from Tina who basically said that the voiceover industry had changed and the way that it used to be done was that the talent would uh, go to the studio to audition and then if they were selected, they would go to another studio where they do the recording, have their session and sign their invoice and then they get paid two weeks later and Tina was asking, does that occur anymore? That's kind of the old school way of doing it, Tina and Lorna, is uh, where you actually go to a studio to do the job. Now, it still happens, and in some niches, it's uh, more prevalent than others. But for example, like explainer videos, you know, they don't have studios. They're just a a video production company normally. So they're expecting you to provide the voiceover from your own studio. And that's why the new school way of doing it is where you have your own studio set up, usually at your house. You do all the recording from your house, and then you send the files to the client. So it's the new school way of doing it. And I say new school, but really this is the only way that I've ever done it since the beginning many years ago. The old school way still happens from time to time. It really just depends on the niche. But the majority of work, like Lorna's question said, most advertisers, etc., Uh, Yeah, most of them, I would say, expect you to have your own recording studio recorded on your own and then send it to them. The topic of not investing in a studio like Lorna brought up, it is an investment. So I get that. You know, you have to make an investment, which means you want to see it through. You're putting up money and you want to see success. You don't want to put out the money if you're not going to see the reward. And I get that. But if you haven't seen the five steps to become a voice actor, the video series that I put together, I'm going to leave a link below so you can check it out. This is why step one is to decide if you really want to do voiceover. And then step two is to set up your recording space. And it's just for this reason right here so that you can, you know, before you make that investment, you are deciding that you really want to do voiceover and you're willing to see it through. 
And not having your own studio, I think, is going to hold you back. And that's why step two is to set up your recording space. I think there's this uh, misconception that, you know, you have a demo and that demo is going to get you work. Now, I agree. uh, Your demo shows your ability and it's going to impress clients. And they're going to say, hey, I think I'd like to work with that person. But many clients still want like a sample or an audition just to see exactly how you'd sound on their project. They've spent time and they've written these words out that they hear in their head. They like your voice, but they want to see how your voice sounds with their exact script. Just a small little sample. It's called an audition. So that's why I think that having a studio of your own, you're able to do that much faster for the clients. You know, you're able to land those jobs much faster. So the demo kind of says like, hey, I like your voice. You know, they're liking your voice, but then doing an audition for the person actually gets you hired for the job. That is why... I would say that you want to have your own home studio set up. And it really only benefits you to be able to work from home, right? You get to practice more. You'll improve faster because you're able to practice more and you can hear yourself. You know, you can do playback. You can audition more so you have a chance at getting more work because you're auditioning more often. And you're able to turn the projects around that you do land. You can turn those around in just a few minutes. So the clients are going to love you and you can build your business that way. And you aren't going to be relying on someone or someone else's studio and their availability. Maybe the studio is booked up when you have an important project that you're trying to do. You don't have to deal with any of that if you have your own studio. And I believe the fewer people involved in your business, the better off your business is going to be. Also, you know, having your own studio, you get to cut out all that travel time. So if you can imagine, you know, going from one studio to another studio or say the studio is an hour away and you spend a couple hours there. And then you got to travel back, you know, half a day, uh, uh, maybe even a whole day is shot just with that one job. But if you're able to work from home, then you can complete several jobs in that same time span. I've got a quick story about that. So a couple months back, somebody in New York contacted me and they wanted me to do a commercial for them. And they wanted me to go to their studio in New York. So see, it still does happen. People, some clients still do want you to go to their studio. It was in New York. I'm I'm not close to New York. It's about a five-hour drive. The commercial job paid really well, so I was considering it. But as I started to think it through, I thought, you know, they're not going to be able to tell me what day I have to be in their studio until about 5 o'clock the night before, and then they're going to want me there at 8 a.m. So I'm either going to have to catch a flight, which I could have done, or I'm going to have to drive it. It just came down to a couple things. Like, if I had to make that drive, and then I had to show up for work, I'm not going to be able to perform anywhere near as well as I could if I was just working from my own studio and not having to deal with that commute. And also, not being in my studio, I would have to turn down several other projects that I would have gotten that day. So I would have lost projects and I would have had to tell you know my existing clients that I was unavailable that day because I was traveling. And it probably would have been worth it, but in the end, I, I turned it down and I said, I just couldn't do it. I can't. I can't be away from the studio for that day. And on such short notice like that. So it turned out, you know, a day later, they contacted me and said, okay, we're going to, we're going to do it remotely. So you can work from your own studio. I was still able to do the work. Uh, They patched me in uh, via Source Connect. If you don't know that, I'll leave a link for Source Connect below so you can check that out. But it basically links your studio up to another studio with extremely high quality sound. It's like my microphone's plugged into their studio pretty much. So anyway, the point of the story is it worked out. And I was able to do that job from my studio, even though originally they wanted me to travel to New York. And I'm so glad that I didn't do it because 
several other jobs for that client have come through and now they're comfortable working with me remotely. Whereas if I had gone to New York, they would have expected me to go to New York for every single job. So setting the studio up is an investment, but that doesn't mean that it's got to be expensive. My son is taking piano lessons and that doesn't mean I'm going to buy him the most expensive piano. I'm not going to get him a Steinway. You know, he's going to start with something basic and then as he progresses, as it makes sense, we can upgrade it. Same thing with your voiceover studio. You can start small. You can make a small investment just to test the waters, see if you can earn some income, make back your investment. And as you do, you can upgrade your equipment. So I was checking it out. I think I could get a mic, a shock mount, a mic stand, some cables, an interface, uh, headphones, and some foam panels for the walls and the ceilings to... Uh, block some of the, uh, the the voice bouncing off the walls, you know, that absorption that we've talked about in the past. I think I could get all that for about 350 bucks, And I think that's a pretty good, a small investment. That's as long as you had a computer and you didn't have like outside noise that you had to deal with where you had to uh, figure out some isolation because that would raise the investment price. But if you had your computer, I think you could get it for about 350 bucks, and that would be a decent recording setup. So that's not a huge investment if you've completed step one where you've decided that you definitely want to do voiceover, that seems like it's doable, I, I think. All right, so I hope that answers your question. And just to summarize it, some clients do still want you to be in studio, but the majority of the work in voiceover is recorded in your own studio. All right, if you have a voiceover question, you can leave it as a comment or record your question and then just upload your MP3 to me using the upload button in the links section below, and then we get to hear your voice on the podcast. So how about you? Do you do the majority of your voiceover work in your own studio or do you travel to another studio to do the work? Let me know. Leave a comment below. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next time. Have a great week.